Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi, and before we dive into today's amazing uh, chat with Susan Burrell, I just want to remind you of the theme for the year, for 2021. Last year, in 2020, we did empowerment. And this year, I was called to focus on the idea of light leader, being a light leader. So today is the first month, or this is the month of January. And so we're going to focus on L of light leader. And that is light, of course, and love. And the reason why I'm choosing this as the theme for the month is, well, if you've been around uh, so far this year, it's been pretty astounding. So I am calling forward within myself and asking everybody that listens to really go within and focus on the light that we all are, that divine spark of light. And then also focus on expanding the love, the love that we all are, regardless of what we think or see out in the world, to focus on the light that we are and the love that we are. And the guests that I'm having on the show this month, I think are going to empower you and in, invite you to go a little deeper within yourself accessing that light and love that you are. And don't forget to uh, check out my Facebook group, Live Your Empowered Life. In that group, we are doing workshops. I have uh, two Are You a Light Leader workshops scheduled. So hey, why not jump in, investigate, and really begin to stand in your own personal power of light, of love. So with that said, enjoy our show today. So welcome to another Chats with Susan Burrell. And before we dive in, I, well, first of all, I think you guys are gonna really love my guest today because I, I've already fallen in love with her and we just met. But first I wanna talk about and remind everybody about my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey book. Uh, and there's inspirational cards that go with this book. We are extending our buy one, give one, uh, offer to everyone. So go to susanburrell.com backslash book dash giveaway, and you can buy one for yourself and buy a second one to give to someone you care about. And maybe you might even start a book study together. Who knows? Live an empowered life, a 30 day journey. So with that said, I have this most, I have chills. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> um, I, I have met this amazing woman. I've dipped into some of her work and she's very good at what she does. So I'm just, without further ado, I just want to welcome Damla Akhtin. Akhtin. Almost there. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you got okay, it. Damla. So, Damla, so everybody, just so you know, she, Damla is a healer 
and a coach, and she is working with crystals as well as teaching people how to meditate on a very deep, high level. Her energy, I can just tell you from my personal experience right now, her energy is so high and so deep. Um, it, you just feel good just hanging out with her. But also her website for anybody that wants to check her out is a drop of om, om.com. So Domlet, first of all, would you share with everybody how you came to do this healing work? Yes, I was not born. I mean, we're all born healers in one way. Yeah. <laughs> I did not call myself a healer for a long time. I was actually an engineer and then uh, a business consultant, a business process, re-engineering consultant um, job-wise. And then my personal healing journey took me out of my mind-based life in the corporate world <laughs> through my personal you know medical emergencies and shoved me first into a body-based world where um, I immersed myself in yoga yoga philosophy teaching yoga managing a yoga studio then the next step on my journey was I became a mom in 2012 and all of the beautiful body-based tools and approaches I had gathered from yoga <laughs> wasn't working anymore <laughs> I was a mess so then I needed to discover vibrational healing and that's what I'm doing today oh my goodness to go from an engineer uh okay so I I come from a uh, my grandfather was an engineer you know very mental and yet there's also this uh, uh the spiritual component that I notice with engineers because there there's a part of wanting to figure out like how the universe works, right? So there's that, I saw that with my grandfather, very spiritual, although he wouldn't talk about it, but also the very mental, here's how things work, here's how you take them apart, here's how you put them back together. That sounds like what your journey was going yeah. into yoga and all of that. Yeah, and that has been my approach. And it's a little bit in me, probably, when I first got, got in touch with, um, or first, um, got my entry point into crystal healing, what I did was I had these journals upon journals of where I would record how I was feeling before, what was happening during, what was happening after. I was actually measuring myself and my chakras intuitively and with pendulums. And I was like, I think, again, and then it took me a deep dive into that to realize, okay, this is not necessarily working because life isn't about just measuring things. It's more the lived in experience and what you, the relief you experience, the expansion you experience afterwards. But I did, um, you know, you, you go with your first in instinct, you go with what you know. So that was my first entry point into, um, and it still is in a way, uh, I think the curiosity is still there the um the wish to understand and um look at things from different perspectives is still there so in that way i do embody the engineering archetype a little bit so, so <laughs> explain to everybody uh what because okay so for some of the listeners that you you don't know what crystal healing is we're going to dive into that but there's also you mentioned the vibrational healing and there are probably people that don't get that. And part of your work is dealing with energetic wounds. Um, yeah. 
which is also the work that I do, but you, you're coming at it, and I shared this with you before we started, you're coming at it from a slightly different perspective. And, and I've done a little bit of the, some of the work that you offer. And for me, for, well, I'm just saying this to everybody, it, it already started to turn my whole experience around. So it, it, talk about the vibrational healing. Okay, so let me step back and say, so it, it's 2012. I had just given birth. I went through an emergency C-section. Oh my God, so did and... I. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. I mean, not fun. Not fun. Right, not fun. It wasn't fun. Uh, I'm grateful for all of it. I'm grateful for medicine. I'm grateful to have had my child. Um, but that was not my plan. So that was the other lesson in there. You know how that happens. Yes, I so do. What happened for me was um, I felt this just deep loss. I couldn't meditate. My body was just so different. Uh, I used to close my eyes and just through being connected to my body, just go to deep places. That wasn't happening. So my first entry point were mantras because it was something I could chant a mantra, something like Om Shanti Om or Om Peace Om uh, when I was nursing. That was the other thing that was surprising to me. Like all of a sudden you have no time no time for yourself and you're like uh expected and needed 24 7 and no time no sleep oh yeah you can't eat when you need to eat sometimes yeah, yeah yeah so and that happened it was just a remembering I was in the shower one day and I started to just chant I don't know where that impulse came from uh but that was a it I sensed a tiny bit of relief when that happened so I'm in the shower like a rare moment where I could shower <laughs> I started to chant and then I began to just chant more and more and dive into that world and then the crystals came and then EFT tapping came the reason I put all of those under the umbrella of vibrational healing is because um it wasn't the physicality that I found healing it was with the mantras, it was the reaching out of uh, with a word or with an intention that is almost coded with healing energy. So instead of going into my body, which was painful, I it was more like I was calling in and bringing in through my intention, through my voice, the vibrations that I needed most. And the vibration being literally the voice that I was chanting out loud. Yes. And then with the crystals, it was subtler and I could sense and feel that it was still vibrational. But this time through my intention, I was sort of using crystals as a catalyst to talk to the universe, to pull in the vibrations that I needed. And then later on, as I felt better and better, it became, okay, let me um, use the crystals as amplifiers of looking within and expanding things that that I can expand, but as well as looking at what what I, what can I shift and change? What's not quite flowing? Uh, and of course, with EFT tapping, you're literally creating a vibration. Yes. And yes. in my work, my website is actually you, you had mentioned called a drop of Om. Um, so I started to think of ourselves not just as bodies, but these beings of vibration, just drops of ohm swimming in a sea of ohm. And that 
changed everything for me because if you're not a solid being, that means that you can change and shift yourself. So that was a huge awakening. So Damla, explain to everybody what OM means, because some people I know have heard the word, you know, like they've heard, right. Wearing, I mean, wearing it. I saw that. So explain to people what OM is. Yeah. OM is a Sanskrit word. It's more of a, uh, it's what we call a seed sound. And what's intended to, uh, with OM is that it's a symbol sound of everything that vibrates. If you look at yourself from a physics standpoint, you're made up of atoms underneath that subatomic particles. And underneath that, the current theory is the string theory, which is that you're vibrating pieces of light. Yes. You are a vibrating piece of light. This mug is (laughs) vibrating (laughs) piece of light. And um, the the fun thing about that is, Yes, we don't hear it, but vibration creates music. So OM is the representation of our oneness that um, we're not just one, but we're all together creating this big, huge symphony of music together. So OM is the essence of who you are. It's also the essence of everything and everywhere. And not just that in, in the string theory, you actually have underneath everything there's a lot of space and then there's strings of light that vibrate in a multi-dimensional space and they come in and out of existence because it's like a probability cloud so if you take yourself away from uh, being in the mind to being in the body to a place where you are a vibration that also means that that vibration can be changed and shifted and you can choose your vibration. Um, And that opens up all sorts of fun avenues of healing and growth for people. Right, healing and growth, yes. So the the idea of words, let's just kind of to make it a little more simple, the idea of words having vibration and like you said, I'm speaking right now, I can feel it vibrating in my throat, in my chest, you know, my, my throat chakra, my heart chakra. Um, that is part, when we have, I just have to tap on this, sorry. But when we have, because I use affirmations and to me, affirmations are, are very similar to Om Shanti Om, uh, to the, the chanting because, and I encourage my clients to say their affirmations out loud with intention because the whole body system begins to vibrate. And just like you're talking about, it creates that string system, I guess, huh? Of, of uh, it goes into the chi meridians and all of those things. It aligns us when we hear our own vocal, uh, our own vocality. Is that a word? Vocality? Oh, who cares? <laughs> but it makes sense to me, you know, and, and, and some people that have not done yoga, although after this last year, maybe everybody has now, but some people that haven't done yoga, they don't really understand the, how potent uh, Sanskrit words yeah. can be. Let me dive into that a little bit. I completely agree with you. Uh, and affirmations are just um, 
mantras that you are making up and they're potent as well. So mantra is a word in Sanskrit means man and tra. It's uh, a tool of the mind, mm. tool of the mind. And what it's designed to give you is something to anchor your attention. So instead of paying attention to your breath, you're now either speaking out loud a word, a sound or a sentence um, that is going to keep your animal brain busy so that your prefrontal, beautiful problem solving and the juicy middle parts can get activated. And it's pretty powerful. It's a powerful technology in itself to just shift yourself to yourself from you know, fight or flight into rest and digest. Just meditatively, it's powerful. If you're someone who has a hard time with meditation, definitely mantras are for you. At the same time as a practice, it's, um, it's a tool for observation. It's a tool for sitting with your, usually in the classical practice, you use a mala bead with 108 beads. I'm looking for my mala, it was just yeah. here, oh, yeah. And then as you chant, you count or you, you know, move the beat to from one side to the other. And what you'll encounter over and over and over again in your mantra practice is that um, I used to teach this in live workshops and people would say, you know what, it was going great. And then my mala got so heavy. My seat was so uncomfortable. My clothing was too hot or too cold or too warm. And I say to them, I say to, I would say to them, congratulations, you just met yourself. <laughs> so you just true. met what's between you and peace, what's between you and ownness, oneness, because we get in the way of that oneness. And mantra practice becomes that laboratory where you can sit and begin to observe. And if you stick with it, it's going to open up avenues in you. Yeah. And it's said that each time you the repetition itself is also it's like you're because you're a crystal that let's go to that avenue uh you your bones are 65 percent or more uh solid minerals your uh plasma is liquid mineral your fascia that goes inside of the cells and outside of the cells and connects everything in your body is a liquid crystalline structure so this is also as you're repeating the affirmation or the mantra, or the vibration that you want most in your life, you're soaking the crystal that you are with that goodness. Oh my goodness, I can feel that. <laughs> I think that's so fabulous. Yeah. Who doesn't want to do that? I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So and then, so then if you're soaking your beingness, the, the crystal, the, oh, I just got a huge energy hit. The crystalline uh, tonality of who you are and you're soaking it, you're saturating it. Um, then doesn't that just help heal like most everything? What it does is, and I, uh, I have a journal that people can check out later and we, we can talk about it. Um, together with a dedicated practice, when you start a practice like, let me chant Om Shanti Om for 40 days. And then let me look at what I'm noticing before, during and after. And then let me note down any synchronicities 
anything that might be happening related to peace or related to what may be between me and peace or experiencing peace in this in finances or in relationships or wherever you want to experience it. What happens is um, when you shift your uh, point of attention from the radio station of the wound, of the problem, of being stuck in in work or whatever or relationship or whatever situation you're in to the radio station of the expandedness mm -hmm. the peace the love the joy what universe begins to do is what you look at expands when you look uh, at our lives there are lots of possibilities right the possibility that you're going to be a knitter you'll start knitting one day might be small but if you start to put your attention there, you start to read this magazine article and then you notice this, you know, uh, postcard about an online course for knitting. You, you, so the possibilities um, that are there begin to expand in their probability. That makes tons, tons of sense to me. Yeah. So I hope it makes a lot of sense to everybody else that's listening. Because <laughs> so this is the huge point about life right now. Yeah. So the, the power of the affirmation is not in making you perfect. The power of the affirmation is to keep turning your attention in towards you, in towards soaking and filling yourself with so much goodness so that the universe cannot help but start to show you and bring you that which you desire, that which you are vibrating. Right. So that, so that goes back to the crystalline uh, structure that we are, that it, it, like a tuning fork almost, right? But it, ha it vibrates. We have the power to raise the vibration in our being, in our physicality, our mental, emotional, physical, and etheric. We have that power to raise that. And then the universe matches the, the rate of vibration. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned tuning. I've worked with tuning forks too. And the thing with tuning forks is they work with resonance. Mm -hmm. So when you're chanting, we often think of chanting. I mean, you could do it in groups, but if it's like a spiritual practice, we think of it, we sit alone and just do it. But no, when you're chanting like Om Shanti Om, you're connecting with everyone and every being who have ever experienced or wanted to experience peace everyone and every being who have ever chanted is chanting or will chant this mantra or will have this desire. You're connecting with all the ascended masters who have filled themselves so much with this vibration and then started to radiate this out to the world. You're, you're tuning into their radio channel. You're tuning into the radio channel of all people who are doing some shape or form of spiritual practice with the intention of benefiting all humanity and all beings everywhere. So you're doing a lot more than just wanting to ch change just your regular all day which is yeah. a beautiful intention, yes. but it's going to expand. <laughs> yes. And that's important that it does because uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier of that whole light beingness that we are, then, then we do, 
in the, in the last year, so many people were at the effect of, right? We felt at the effect of what was happening around the planet. And people would come to me and, and even me, I would sit down to meditate and I'm like, what's mine to do? How do I, how do I, how do I serve with love and light? And what you're talking about is, is recognizing when you do, a, when you do chant and it is calling peace that already, I believe already resides within us. The saturation, what you're talking about, Damla, is, is saturating yourself so much that it's hard to forget that you are already that. You are already peace yes. and love and light. You begin to, the, through the morphic resonance, because we're all collect, connected to each other mm -hmm. in the ether, in the electrical universe, because we're all connected. When you're changing and updating this vibration, it's going to change and update everything around you. Um, which also reminds me of crystals have morphic resonance too. They're connected to each other. Um, yes. So, is... so talk to, talk to everybody about crystal healing now, because you have a crystal healing, uh, summit or workshop coming up, right? I have an online course called crystal healing simplified, and it's all about giving you the tools and, um, the understanding and the foundation to start your own crystal healing meditation practice. Again, I keep my journey is like, I pick up something, I get really curious about it, I devise, <laughs> I practice out of it, and then I have to share it. So the crystals are, again, coming back to that intentional vibration creation. Uh, because they're vibrational structures, because you're a crystal, and they, they have a geometric pattern that repeats just like you do. The geometric pattern also receives, holds information, amplifies it, catalyzes it, coheres it through the beauty of the geometry, and then can give it out. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. I have crystals all over my house. I did not realize that there was a geometric pattern. That's what Let's crystal see. is. This is the engineer in you that, that knows this stuff more. I love it. And I tell people, you don't, need, you don't really need to know. to exp And you showed me just now. You probably yeah. already work with, you didn't have to know. No, yeah. I just know like, I, I, something, yeah. I'm attracted to something and I have to hold it. And if it feels right, then I bring it home with me. And if it doesn't feel right, I don't bring it home. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I teach people. But just to, you know, the, the foundation, what I'm talking about, when you realize the structure of the crystals and how they work, it just adds your interaction to with them, just another element, just another layer that, that can deepen. So what crystals naturally do is they can talk to you. They have a vibrational field as well. You have a vibrational field. They have a morphic species field. What does that mean? Uh, morphic fields are um, something that uh, Rupert, Dr. Rupert Sheldrake introduced uh -huh. to the world. And what that means is that um, the morphic field um, holds the species knowledge of a vibrational species. Oh, so we all have that then? Humans have it. All other living um, animal species have it as well. Yeah. And plants. Right. So what that means is that um, 
we're all connected. We're also all connected to the wisdom of that collective field. Mm -hmm. What crystals do wonderfully is because there is a vibrational structure here and you're a vibrational structure, you already have a common language. You already have a common language and they have, uh, they can be activated by touch, which is what we call the piezoelectric effect. Touch can create electricity or electricity can create a, a mechanical change in crystals and in you, which is why also tapping works. <laughs> You're creating yeah. an electrical charge that travels in your meridians. In my experience, though, and in uh, in some of the research that mentions uh, that looks into this, they can also be activated by intention. Okay, so speak a little bit about that. Intending, what? Intending to Remember get a million bucks or stations that we were talking about. You mm -hmm. can certainly chant mm -hmm. all day to you know add that vibration to you and connect to that peace radio station you can also just close your eyes get a crystal on you and say please connect me to the radio station of peace and there it is oh wow that is that's very simple <laughs> that's easy so simple it's effective it's fast and i have found when i was having so much time uh trouble with um meditating having crystals on my body and around my body was would just um, very quickly and effectively get me to that bliss state, to that place where I felt connected to the morphic field of life. Um, what does this mean for you? It means that um, you have a way to um, connect with crystals through your intention, which hold in, with whole, I mean, they've been around. They're the making blocks of the universe. So there's that wisdom. You get into your DNA. Your DNA is a liquid crystal, which holds your uh, not just your species wisdom, your ancestral wisdom. So you get access to that wisdom. You get access to uh, the wisdom of nature. I mean, it opens pretty amazing and just magical doors for you. Uh, it enhances your intuition because instead of your intuition having to speak out loud or just having to get to that deep meditative state to work, the crystals are like, oh, okay, let me do the talking for you. Here, here's some information. Here's, I'm, I'm going to give it back to you. And then let me, <laughs> so they're, they're messengers. They're amplifiers of subtle energy, catalyzers of intention and they're messengers. I, I can't write down enough. I'm taking notes through this whole conversation and, uh, and I can't get it all down. Oh my gosh, Donla. Okay, so, so your online course will teach people how to recognize that and then utilize that ampl amplification. Yeah. Uh, so all this I, I discovered through my own you know, exploration of them. Um, I'm sharing nine different meditations that lets you experience them in different layers. And they go from easy to more, a little bit more advanced, a little bit more towards leaning towards the energetic wound healing as you go and as you progress. I'm taking people through how to prepare for crystal healing 
meditation. What kind, what size, how many crystals to get? How do you choose them intuitively? How do you know where to place them? To diving into crystals, what they are, and then diving into the meditative process. It's actually the simple part is that all you need for crystal healing is you, your body, one single crystal, which you probably own as a jewelry item <laughs> already, <laughs> something that's a natural mineral, uh, your intention, and time, time you spend each time you sit down with a crystal or lie down with a crystal, as well as the time you spend um, over a duration of time uh, as repeated practice. So, of course, it's simple. So all these four things coming together create crystal healing magic. But there are, you know, nuances and things. There, there are protocols of invoking protection, clearing and caring and, and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm all diving into in the crystals healing simplified course. Okay. So, uh, so when you say you've got, it's just for people because when, okay, first of all, time. But when you say you've got to prepare for you, crystal healing do you have to do that every time you work with a crystal or no just to begin opening yourself up to work with crystals i mean you could you could also say i okay I, let me step back it's not about i don't want people to get hung up on the details and get overwhelmed oh my like i'm missing this i'm missing that it's about creating a loving practice and lo a loving, yes. For yourself, for yourself. Connection with yourself and with your crystals. Okay. What does that mean? So for you, that might mean just having two crystals on your bedside table. Maybe that's your preparation. Or maybe you're someone who loves to see your crystals displayed. So you might want a beautiful, I don't know, little tray, like a little display area or an altar of some sort. Or maybe you're someone who needs to see crystals everywhere. So you want to put them like every corner <laughs> of your house, which is a little bit more like me. Yeah, I have a friend who does that at every entryway, doorway, there's if you look in the corners, it's subtle. There's crystals. There's another crystal. There's another crystal. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the, the preparation part is more for you to prepare your system and say, okay, I'm going on this journey. By the way, I also have worksheets, which are pretty clear and simple that you can, uh, in the online course that you can just print out and you can follow those. So you, you have those and then you download your meditations. So you have those, so you have a roadmap of what you're going to do. And then you dedicate, maybe it's just half an hour per week. Maybe you want to do this like 10 minutes per day. So you determine what your frequency is before you get started. And then you give your system a little notice and you give your crystals a little notice and say, okay, like, I would love to start this loving practice. And this is me, like this, putting this crystal on this bedside table is me, like mentally, emotionally, vibrationally preparing for, it's like a ritual. It's like a loving ritual. Well, and it also sounds like being consciously aware that you are now going to step into a healing, you know, or, or that you are going to now open to healing and, and things like that. I have crystals by my bedside table. I don't know. I can't remember when I started to have, like I have a big 
beautiful amethyst and a few other things. I've had them there now for years. They, I'm, when I travel, I take them with me, put them on the bedside table of where, whatever motel, hotel I'm at. But I have forgotten why. Do you know what I mean? So it sounds like it's being, reminding yourself to be conscious of I am entering into healing whatever it is I want to heal. I'm entering into healing space like a lab, labyrinth. When you're about to enter a labyrinth, you just stop and take a breath. And sometimes you start from the center of the labyrinth to expand, or sometimes you start from the outside to go in, to impand. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yes. to dive deeper in. And what you're saying to me, uh, Susan, is beautiful because like you already feel, feel what um, the crystals are telling you. You feel it, um, but you haven't quite put it into words yet you haven't quite put it into like like a um, relationship conversation yet so the next piece that happens with this is we don't use crystals we partner and co-create with crystals oh my god you just turned my perspective around Damla, thank you i be i am now going to have conversations because i have a bunch of crystals like i said wow I, that to me makes so much sense. Okay. So going back to where, if we're all crystalline, if we're all these vibrational crystal uh, centers, uh, I'm laughing because I was given a meditation earlier this year and it was uh, about a crystalline cylinder that surrounds me. And I use that all the time now, but it, it, anyway, if we are those things and we are all connected and we are all one, it makes perfect sense that I need to acknowledge this other beingness, this other crystalline, brilliant thing and the wisdom it holds from, and, and when you were saying earlier, it's the wisdom of the ages. It's the wisdom from ancient, ancient, ancient philosophies that we don't even in, in current day know about anymore not consciously right <laughs> not consciously and it's a lot like um you know you when you go to a store i mean let's come back so you, we were talking about i love what you're mentioning so where crystalline where crystal structures and the, the crystals are crystal structures and when you meet it's like meeting of two people and when you meet with a new human being, you don't ask them, what's your blood count? Can you conduct electricity? What can, by the way, what can you do for me? What are you good for? You say, hi, <laughs> you say, hi, <laughs> you introduce yourself and they introduce themselves. And then during the conversation, there's also a vibrational, energetic conversation that's going on. Oh my God, I love that. I just, it just, like I said, you turned my perspective and it makes so much sense to me. Thank you for that. My so, so if people are interested in your online course, how do they find it? It's very simple. Go to adropofom.com and it's under online courses. I have a few other ones that you can check out. 
This one is called Crystal Healing Simplified. I also have a quiz, which is called Your Crystal Healing Personality. It's a very fun quiz you can take to discover whether you are a beginner, whether you are somewhere in the middle, or whether you're like a full-on crystal enthusiast. <laughs> and then at the end of the, um, the quiz, I have some tips for each you know, each category to, on how they can begin to deepen their crystal healing experience. So one last question. Uh, if somebody wants to start working with crystals and they don't have any, do you have a recommendation of what you would purchase or find for your first crystal? Yeah, I have in my blog on the right hand side, there is a little uh, picture that says my crystal healing favorites. And if you click on that, it's going to take you through. Uh, there are some wonderful kits that bring together five or six different crystals and sage and uh, pendulum and everything you need. You can see my recommendations. Um, by the way, my guess is that again, you probably already own a crystal in your <laughs> jewelry <Right>. box. <laughs> you can always borrow Honestly, it's an, I recommend people, even if you have a huge collection, if you are wanting to dive into this crystal healing, deepening experience with me through the online course, which is a self-paced, self-explanatory course, I recommend people to just choose five or seven crystals at the most. Uh, and you can even just begin with one. They cost anywhere between 50 cents to a dollar. It's not a huge investment. Uh, and you can get started because the emphasis is not on um, creating a collection of things. The emphasis is on building relationships with the crystals and with yourself and with your soul and the soul of life. It's a different approach. So. <laughs> Yes. I love it. I love it. Damla, thank you so much for the, your plethora of information. I'm, I can't wait to go have conversations with all my crystal friends now that I realized that. <laughs> Enjoy. Have fun. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. I mean, the reason for me, I kept coming back to this and kept coming back to this is because it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. They're wonderful to hold and feel and um, they open up a huge amounts of growth opportunity and expansion uh, opportunity and magic for you. So go explore. <laughs> Thank you so much. So it, the website again is a drop of ohm, O-M dot com. Damla, thank you so much for joining me today. What a gift. I, again, I have chills again. I'm like, Ooh, my pleasure. This was so much fun. Thank you. It Susan. was so much fun. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.